Nick, good to have you here. So we're going to take a little break from our Fed talk today uh, and get your analysis of these two groups, given that you guys did a survey and uh, your uh, clients and community that you sampled basically looked the most bullish on tech and energy. I think that's interesting because usually these two are kind of like diametrically opposed. You don't really get both working in unison. Can we get that type of environment? What's an environment in where tech rallies and energy rallies? Yeah, you're right. It is a, an unusual outcome, but over a third of our clients actually said one of those two groups was their favorite. Tech had the slight lead, 27% versus 18%. As to your question, it's really a matter of degrees. I mean, tech is 28% of the S&P. So if the S&P is going to go up, tech is going to go up at least somewhat. And it does have strong fundamentals. It has double the operating margins of the S&P 500 as a whole. It has decent earnings growth for next year. But frankly, I like energy better. Energy is the only S&P group to lose money this year of all 11 groups. It'll make money again next year on a volume and price recovery. And the valuation is basically the same as the market as a whole. So you're paying no more of a, oh, than a market multiple for a lot more cyclical upside than tech, where you're paying quite a hefty market multiple for an admittedly great group, but very pricey. Okay, so right now they're pretty different in terms of valuation. Yes, uh, tech generally expensive, energy generally cheap, or has the last month of gains in energy changed that? It hasn't changed it all that much. Um, you know, energy 21, 22 times earnings, tech 27, 28 times earnings. <clears throat> Again, you kind of get what you can pay for. You're not going to be disappointed on the earnings front in tech, but at the same time, it's hard to think of really large upsides aside from maybe a Google or a Facebook on ad revenues next year. Uh, but with oil and energy generally, you're going to have the upside of volume and hopefully some more price moves. You know, oil should get back over 50, 55 in the first quarter of next year if it just fits the usual cyclical recovery for oil prices that we've seen back to the 1970s. Mm, okay, so generally we think about this still in terms of uh, kind of the beginning of a cycle. Nick, uh, how much of the analysis right now relies on a kind of using a historical blueprint of what it's like to emerge from a recession? Because it looks like we're emerging from a recession, but uh, and I mean, is this one going to be at all like the others? The entry to recession was totally different. The style of response to the recession was more extreme than anything we've ever seen and faster acting. Should we expect the usual blueprint to work uh, for the emergence? Yes, you're right. I mean, it, it, that is the $64 question. Our basic perspective is yes, you can use history to analyze a lot of what recoveries look like because ultimately, while the causes are often different, oil shocks, financial crisis, and so forth, the outcomes are the same. Unemployment, output gaps to GDP and interest rate and fiscal policy actions to offset those negative factors. And we've had all that this year. If anything, you're probably going to see a more muted response next year in terms of capital market activity, because as you rightly point out, we had such aggressive action this year, $2 trillion fiscal stimulus, really extraordinary motions by the Fed, particularly in corporate bonds. That pulled volatility down past the March lows. And so we shouldn't see as much of a bounce in the second year of this recovery that we typically see in recoveries past. Okay. Now, Nick, uh, in terms of investment, uh, how should one think about this? Do you approach tech and energy as like the uh, reopen versus stay at home? Is it growth versus value? Everyone likes to talk about barbells. Uh, is that what you have to do here? Or are the valuation discrepancies so strong that a cyclical recovery should cause you to kind of flip the barbell in favor of energy? 
Uh, I think the latter. Uh, you know, I think if you're really looking to outperform, and look, let's let's be, you know, let's baseline this. The S&P 500 has been up over 10% for the last two years. It had a big rip in 19. It's had a very strong recovery in 20. It is very unusual to get a third year of double-digit returns in the S&P. It's only happened three times since 1960, so it's really unusual. Markets tend to discount future news. Markets got a good handle on what's going to happen next year or so it thinks. And as a result, you know, we shouldn't really be looking for 10, 15% next year. Five to 10 is more than reasonable. And against that backdrop, you do have to look at groups like energy, which are a really small part of the S&P, 2.5%, 3%, as a way to overweight a group and see some upside performance from groups that really have lagged and have that earnings leverage to the upside.